Welcome to the Extraordinary Being Movement, where we inspire you to take action, influence you to create change, and motivate you for success. Hi, I'm your host and coach, Len DeCarmine. We're going to be talking about creating the blueprint to begin your personal journey. But before I do that, allow me to introduce my two favorite co-hosts, Fred Martinez and Christopher Shiver. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm number one. <laughs> I was going to let you go first this time, man. Yeah, hey, nice. I'm letting you guys fight it out. <laughs> Gladiator fight. Go. <laughs> I'm excited today because um, uh, the, our guest on today, so honestly, I don't think there's anybody out there that understands the world of networking better at this current time. No, Chris, that's, and networking is something that we need to do either in person or virtual. So I'm excited that we have him with us today. It's going to be an amazing show. He's going to really help us understand how to lay out that blueprint, those first small steps to get yourself going and, and get yourself in the right direction. I think, you know, this year is something that everybody needs. So let's not waste any more time. Our special guest is an entrepreneur, business owner, best-selling author, TEDx panelist, connector with a demonstrated history of working in the internet industry. He's the founder of Network Together, hosts the iNetpreneur radio show, publishes the iNetpreneur magazine, and provides a low-cost, high-impact way for entrepreneurs, business owners, and influencers to be seen, heard, and create additional income. Please welcome Robert Jones to the show. Robert, how are you? I am doing fine. I appreciate being on your show this early evening. And man, when you start talking about all that stuff, I start looking around and saying, who are you talking about? Because it sounded <laughs> so good the way you said it. I'm going to have to hire you and have you do that each and every time anywhere I go, Lynn. So you are hired. You Perfect. are hired. <laughs> I, I give people that option. They can hire me for hosting events and being an MC. So that's perfect. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I really, really appreciate it. And you know, you know what's really crazy about all the things that you said there? Many of those things all took place after this crazy thing early in the year called COVID. Mm. You know, in a 72-hour period, Lynn, and Chris knows this, um, we had to go from an all-in-person networking and event company to an all-virtual company overnight. And it was no, it was no easy thing to do because we put on over a thousand meetings and events per year, a thousand. So that was on average three events and meetings per day. Wow. That's, that's a lot of events. I, <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> let's, let's talk about a little bit about your personal journey. Then we'll come back to that. Cause I want to hear about how you were able to make that all happen. So Robert, tell us a little bit about who you are and about network together. Well, you know, Network Together actually started out because I had moved here from um, San Diego and um, I had an internet company and it was doing very, very well, but I really just wanted to get close to my family again. They all lived in Arizona. You know, I had gone to ASU. I'd been in California for about 15 years. I worked for some really nice corporate um, you know, corporations, you know, but I always somewhat had an entrepreneurial bug. You know, I'd like to say I was more made than born. You know, I had a, um, an uncle who was a, a woods and craftsman, so he built cabinets and built homes, and that's where I learned a lot of working with my hands. So I still had a little bit of that in me. And so when I moved out here, I actually was, I moved to all, all places, Santan Valley, Arizona. Mm. And at that point in time in 2008, it was a totally different world than it is right now in 2020. And at that particular point in time, I tried to join the local chamber of commerce. And unfortunately, 
the gentleman who owned that chamber did the exact same thing that I did. And that was web development, graphic design and hosting. And so I put in my application and I was denied. Oh. And I thought to myself, what kind of cruddy chamber is this? <laughs> you know? so, so I floundered around and um, I was like, okay, you know, it's okay. I'm still going to make it, you know, just because my real estate's falling apart. And you know, I came out here to actually invest in real estate so I could go back to San Diego, you know, and live the dream, live that lap, lap, you know, laptop lifestyle and all. Unfortunately, I went from four homes to zero homes in a matter of 18 months. Wow. So then I was, I don't want to say stuck in Santana Valley, but let's just say that wasn't where I really was wanting to end up, but I was there and there was, I met a lot of good people there, but I met this other gentleman. He lives in San Diego now and he just retired. His name is Elliot Kahn. And he said, you know what, Robert, I have this awesome leads group for you to join. And I'm like, okay, sure. You know, I can't join the chamber, you know, why don't I just go to a leads group? Maybe I can get some business there. So I remember going to this coffee shop, Lynn, and I walked into the door and guess who the first person I saw was? Who was it? It was the same guy who ran the chamber. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we both locked eyes and I looked at him and he looked at me and I shook my head and I went, oh no. Oh. So. I walked right back out the door knowing that that would be denied as well. And I said, you know what? I was a Marine. I'm going to improvise. I'm going to overcome and I'm going to adapt and I'm going to create, you know, a network that I believe will work in today's times. Mm. And it started out previous to network together was bagels and coffee in the morning for networkers. You know, unfortunately it wasn't the sexiest title ever. So it took about two years. And one time I was sitting around with a group of people. And do you believe that we can learn from kids? Of course. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So here we are. My, my son was like, I don't know, like five or four or five years old at the time. And we were talking about networking. And we were talking about how business owners come together. And my, my son goes up and he goes, hey, dad, I think you guys network together. And <laughs> <laughs> and hence there it was a new name was hatched from my five-year-old son saying you know let's call your business network together and so we had networked together as a business up until about the end of 2020 and in 2021 we decided to go into a name change because mm. we grew you know way out of our networking footprint we offer so much more sure. that kind of gives you a little bit of history about how the network together i Netrepreneur um, network was formed Okay, yeah. No, I, I love it. That's a great story. Now, let's go back to what you said originally about all these events. How, how did you make all that happen through your, through your networking? Oh, so, <laughs> really, you want to know this, right? This is the yes. last thing. You know, it's <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, the big thing is the 1,000 events. The little thing is, is my wife and I had to sit down almost like belly to belly, eye to eye with our computers and, she, and, and she's in social media and, mm -hmm. you know, I'm on Zoom and then she's on Zoom and I'm on social media and I'm going to the website and then one by one, we had to change every flyer, mm -hmm. every calendar, every social media footprint that we had out there, our website, learn Zoom. And then, you know, you know what's even crazier? Then we had to reach out to, at the time we had 14 chapters. And we had to reach out to every chapter team, which has four members. And then we had to train them. 
And we did that in about a 72 hour time frame. Wow. So, so that turned into, you know, you've heard of three day events. Well, that truly was a three day event. And, but each day was 24 hours each over the course of three days to get that all done. You know, we did it, but you know, I wouldn't wish that upon anyone because it, it was a lot of work, but it did turn into a lot of fruitful things came of it. But it goes back to like you and I both know, you know, entrepreneurs are a different breed. They have that rhino skin and, you know, they will do anything to get through the jungle to make things happen, you know, for their community. And that's what my wife and I did. We decided we're going to make this happen for our community, you know, because our community has a need and, you know, and we need them. And our need for them is to get them seen because they all have a message and it all needs to be heard because that's where business comes in. Hey, Robert, I got a question. Yeah. Can you give some, some tips on how to develop that entrepreneurial mindset? You, you know, I, you know, I talk about this a lot, Fred and, and Frederick, and, and what I, what I've learned is we always talk about mindsets so much, but what I found is, is there needs to be a little bit of the precedent set of a heart set before you can even get to the mindset. Mm. You know, it, it's so important because I have worked myself, you know, my, my master's degree is exercise physiology and sports psychology. And in that world, you know, if you talk to a world-class athlete and they're running quarter miles and they're running sprints, they never say, man, I wish I knew more. You know, they're always like, they're always like this. I need more heart. I need to get that last one. I work from the inside out, not the outside in, you know? So the, the first thing that I would always say to an entrepreneur is, you know, before you look at making money, make sure your heart is set in the passion of what you're about to do. Because if you're really not passionate about what you do, you, make a, you may make a little bit of money, but you'll never be personally happy enough to really satisfy the clients you're eventually going to receive. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I definitely can. I definitely can vouch for that because Robert actually takes the time to actually listen to everybody and hear them out. And what I like about it is like, Robert, every time I've been with you, I've never felt like you were waiting to respond or, or reply. You were actually like listening to what I was saying. And honestly, I've learned a lot from you um, just listening to you and hearing you talk about things because like. I, guys, every time I hear Robert talk about something, it's like a $500 tip, like every freaking five minutes or so. <laughs> you know, and, you know, and, and what, one of the biggest tips I'll say is this, you know, for people who see most people don't not succeed because they don't have the mindset, but what they do is they live in a fear set. And the fear set, you could say, comes from the mind, but it really comes from the heart, you know, because it's the heart where belief resides. No one ever said belief resides in the brain. Belief actually resides in the heart. And if you can get your heart to change, your mind will change as well. It always follows. No, I absolutely love that. So it sounds like for somebody to start their personal journey, one of the first steps they need to do is start really having that heart, start really you know honing in on what their passion what their purpose is and really have that flourish you and know, over and realize that you know fear the fear base you know may not be in the mind but actually in the heart and and that's and the heart's holding itself back for really going out there for its true purpose is that what i'm hearing 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, th think about this. Think about this. You know, people are motivated by fear more than almost anything else in life. Mm -hmm. You know, sure. th they have a fear because they can't provide. They have a fear because they have a need. They have a fear because it, it's, it's necessary, you know. And, and if you really think about how, how the human anatomy in the mind, you know, works, you know, if you're talking about the neurons, and Chris, you know about this as well, think about the things that, that keep you up at night. You know, the things that keep you up at night are actually, you can feel your pulse start to race. You can feel your heart race. You can feel the pounding of your body, not your head, you know? Yeah. See, that all comes from a different fabric of self. You know, and, and I tell, you know, my members all the time when we get to sit down and talk, I said, you know, before you can get your mind right, you have to have your heart set, you know, because it controls everything. You know, there's another saying that they said that they talk about the conscious and the subconscious, you know, mm -hmm. the ant and the elephant. Well, you know, quite frankly, truly the elephant's your heart. The mind is the ant. No, I love that. That's, that's a great <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> That's something I might just take from you, Robert. I'm sorry. That's per I love it. Yeah, I, I, and you know, and I, I have a great vantage point too, guys, because, you know, one of the things I've been able to see is I always call it the window shopping of networking. Hmm. And, you know, and I would write that down. I'd say, you know, you know, be a window shopper. You know, sit in a room. You know, and back in the day, we used to call it the wallflower. You know, you sit in any room and you start looking at the dynamics of the room the movements of the people, the, art, the aura that you can see around them. And one of the things I always say is, you know, be, before you can do something, you should feel that something, mm. you know? And, and once you feel that something, then you can start to see. And when it comes to actually selling, I always say this, people don't buy what they hear, they buy what they see. They, they really do. And, 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 and if they can see it, they can believe it. They never say, if you hear it, you can believe it. It's always, if you see it, you can believe sure. it. You know, and it's so important for entrepreneurs who are starting out to really do two things. You know, and we talked a little bit about this before the show. One is, is to understand, you know, what is their mission? You know, what is it that they're really attempting to provide and do for someone else? And so, so much of the time, you know, I call it the, I call it, I call it a word cloud. You know, so much of the time, what I really challenge, you know, my students to do is, is to sit down and say, this is what I do, but let's, let's think of some words and let's say, you know, but, you know, that's what you do, but tell me who you are. Because I've, I've never seen anyone not buy from someone or not work with someone if they don't have a strong sense of self. Sure. You know, and that that's really important for anyone who's going to go out there. But but you know, for, you know, I'm going to go back to Fred's question. He said, you know, what is that kind of like first step? You know, I always say that the first step is always just showing up and being present. Mm. That, no, that's, that's a great first step. I mean, that's yeah. where, that's uh, people. I think people lack that a lot. They do absolutely. And that's why it's really good to look in the room. Look at the people who actually take the first step because the ones that show up, they do something second that's really magical. Mm. You know, anytime that they enter any room and anytime they're around other people, they do two things. The first thing they do is they're the first to smile. Mm -hmm. You know, really, they're the first to smile. And that means they're open for input. 
They're open for expression. They're open to be received and to give. But see, there's one other thing that's very, very important after the smile. The second step that should be done, whether it be here and, and you know, guys, I'm gonna do it again. Here's my handshake to you. Thank you, I feel blessed being here with you. But when, when you're with people in an environment, be the first one to extend your hand out or in this day of COVID to give a knuckle. <laughs> Fist bump. Yeah. And so and you may say, if done in a non-threatening way, mm. one of the things that's really incredible about that is that it goes back to a child's birth with, with, with the mom and the dad actually, see what you're doing is you're picking them up as babies, you know, and you're bringing them towards you for protection, security, and also for love. That's why it's so important for all of us to have a smile. We don't frown at our kids. We don't frown at our babies. We are naturally in tune to be attracted to those who smile. Of course. <laughs> you know, and the second thing we are naturally attracted to is those who go one step further than the smile. And that's reach out to do what? I am here to help you. Mm, here to serve. So powerful thing that you can ever do is to lend your hand out to help mm -hmm. no I, I i love that because a lot of people don't you know say so reserved they don't want to share about yeah. who they are and what they're up to they you know we we always ask people how are you doing you hear the word fine but what does that mean there's so much more about you know really express yourself let people know what you're up to. Let people know how you're really feeling and really be authentic. And I think that's where a lot of people who succeed in life, because they are they are being genuine, they are being authentic, and they are being open and present, like you said. And they're, they want to be there to help other people. You know, and, 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 and I love that you say the word fine. I mean, you know, what does fine mean? Sure. You know, what, what fine really means in this day and age, and, you know, and one thing I love is literature. Um, I used to run, um, believe it or not, poetry slams in San Diego. I oh, used wow. to get up I, on stage and I used to do interpretive poetry. I've written poetry. I've read other people's poetry. It, it was one of my passions because it was a way to express and overcome fear. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I like to say I was clinically shy as a child. Mm. I was, I, I had a speech impediment. I stuttered. You know, I was one of those kids that had the lisp, and I was always the one that was getting beaten down on because, you know, I made everyone else feel better. <laughs> you know, I, I was the kid in the room where it was just like, oh, well, gosh, now that Robert Jones comes into the room, I can beat up on him, and now I'm going to feel all butch about it and, and whatnot because that's just, you know, sometimes what happens in the picking order of male youth, right? You know, at least back in my day and age. You know, but, but I... You know, I went to a speech pathologist. Um, I, I had some counseling. I had a psychologist. They helped me work through this. Then I, I took stage and I got into athletics, you know? And when I hear the word fine, fine doesn't get me from being, you know, clinically shy to being able to walk across the stage with thousands of people staring at you. You know, sure. God did not create each and every one of us with the gift of fine. Mm -hmm. You know, God created each and every one of us to, to create the gift of awesomeness, 
to create a gift that we can share with others. You know, and another thing I hear about, I hear about collaboration all the time. You know, one of the things that, that I hear not enough of is competition. You know, it's okay to compete everyone out there. You know, competing is what sharpens your personal skills. You know, and I, what I like to say is that collaboration is what allows us to share our skills. No, I, I love that. I love that. I love that perspective of it uh, because you, you're right. People are working more towards collaboration than figure out, you know, competition because everybody wants to win. You know, we've kind of, we've got that mindset where everybody needs to be a winner yeah. where, you know, you know, business is a competition. Whoever gets to market first, whoever sells the most product first, whoever promotes himself the most is the one who's going to, you know, be out there getting the most notice and winning in business. You, in, you know, and, and that's another thing I want to, I want to myth bust that, you okay. know, I, I always say, you know, in athletics, it's winning. And a lot of times we take our sports vernacular and we bring it over to business. Mm -hmm. You know what? In, in sports, it's about winning. But what I tell people in business, it's not about winning. It's about succeeding. Mm. You know, because when you can succeed, everyone wins, even those who compete against each other. You know, really in business, the only person an entrepreneur competes against is themselves. You know, believe me, when the guy or gal invented the wheel, they didn't look around and say, oh, my goodness, you know, who's going to compete with me? No, they invented the wheel, you know, <laughs> sure. you know, and, and, each and each and every entrepreneur really should think that they have their own wheel. You're not competing against anyone because those who see what you do well, they'll engage with you. They'll interact with you. They will request that you provide goods and services or coaching, et cetera, because you're an expert of what you do and you have a passion for what you do. That isn't about winning. That's actually about succeeding and helping mm -hmm. them to gain their level of success. And so many times that I, I hear us talking in business and it's like, man, we got to start changing our vernacular. You know, it isn't about winning anymore. It's about how can we all succeed? You know, our legacy isn't being the only one on the mountain. Our legacy is how many people can I bring with me? I love Much that. Better. Thank you. I love that. Thank you so much. Because like, it, it just reminds me, like, it takes me back to military school because it's, it's not winning that matters. It's how we win that matters. How many people are we going to bring with us? No man left behind. That sort of thing. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's competition. But I, I like how you, how you put it because it's not like one man wins, one person wins. It's we all get to win together. And, and honestly, Robert, like I look around today and, and I, I feel like COVID has, has kind of shocked a lot of entrepreneurs to understand that, hey, like you're not going to make it in this world unless you start collaborating and succeeding with everybody else. You know, and, 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 you know, and it's, you know, the thing is, is, you know, Again, when, when, it talk, when you talk about competing and, and you talk about collaborating, you know, sometimes we, we don't even understand the words that we say. Mm -hmm. Compete doesn't mean obliterate anyone else. Compete, really what it means is, is placing yourself in the opportunity to be found. That's competing. And then, yeah. you know, collaborating is actually being able to take cooperative steps of what I said earlier, and that's the sharing of each other's gifts. You know, I have a saying, and Len, you like, you like sayings, you know, collaborating is this, I have salt, you have sugar, 
I will give you my salt if you give me your sugar. And we both succeed. Mm -hmm. We both create a place for success, you know, because we're actually sharing our two experts. And if, and if Frederick has pepper, you know, and Chris has, I don't know, tonic water, but you know, we can all, we can all come together and have a crazy drink, right? <laughs> the, the one thing that I've seen about being successful in life is a really good example would be if you follow the Rudy Rudiker story, not watching like Rudy, the, the movie, but if you follow the story of, of actually Rudy Rudiker and you find exactly how he became successful, he basically acted as if. He acted as if he was a student at Notre Dame. He, was, he spent more time at Notre Dame than what he did than when he was at the junior college trying to get in. He made it to a point where he was in the dean's office, the people that he knew that were, that were handpicking the students to come in, he made it aware that they knew his name. And it got to a point where it's like, he wanted to go there that uh, no matter what. And he, because of him being there and being uh, and presenting himself, that they realized that he got rejected like 50 times mm -hmm. in order to get into, into Notre Dame. You're looking at this individual who didn't have the academics, who did not have a lick of athletics, athletic. athletic ability, and he ended up playing in the in, at his senior year for the last game. And you look at it and think it was only a few set, a few minutes of it. But when you look at what he did, and when he was on the field, and he ended up uh, rushing to the quarterback and he sacked him, it, it, it actually happened. When you actually see the real footage and you see the movie footage, he was part of a tackle. And you see that type of what he wanted. And, and you know, and, and it goes back to, you know, what he really had is he had the heart. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, it, it, it didn't have anything to do with, with, with a mental prowess or the physical prowess. It, it had all to do was how could he step past himself, you know, step past that fear, you know, and have the desire that led to the heart that manifested through everything. You know, and, and, and it's, 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 it's quite fascinating that you talk about that because, you know, another thing I talk about too is there's, there's really four ways I, I look at human beings and their development. And, and, I, and I love that this is called the extraordinary being movement, you know, and, and you know, and here, here are kind of like the four ways that I found in my life, you know, and, and a lot of what I know, it's not because I've read everything. It really is, is being the wallflower and just watching people. You know, sometimes we forget that our own human mind has the ability to use, you know, logic, you know, has the ability to use observation, has the ability to create hypotheses and test them, you know, and, and that's what I love about statistics and you can play that in mind. But, you know, one of the things I've learned in life is, is there's four things that I see that make an extraordinary human. It's, it's, it's the nature that's been given to them. You know, what gifts they're born with. It's the nurture that they've been raised with. You know, the third thing, it's the noodle that they develop. Mm. Right? You know, and it's the heart that allows love. You know, and, and for me, what makes an extraordinary human being is to know that it takes those four things to be extraordinary. You know, the gifts you've been given, 
the nurture that you've been raised in. And even if you've had a crappy life, if you can fail forward with every crappy step and, and learn from it, guess what? That leads to success when it comes to both your mind and heart, because that's what we're given. You know, that's what we're given to become extraordinary. Those are the tools. You know, I, I'm still looking for the money tree in my backyard and I haven't found it. So <laughs> I'm still sticking with those four things. <laughs> no, I love it. Now, Robert, as an entrepreneur, we all go through our ups and downs, you know, going through that process. We have our highs and we have our lows. Yeah. What, what do you recommend for somebody who's, you know, their heart's being challenged, but they're still in it for the long run, but they need to pull themselves back up. What, what, what do you recommend or what are things that you do to, to help you to help us or help them get through that, a challenging point? Yeah. You know, and I, and I get this, especially when you're starting out, cause you can't always just hire a coach right out the gate, mm -hmm. you know, and you know, quite frankly, for a lot of entrepreneurs, they, when you start out, you really don't have a lot of support around you. Yeah. You, you really don't. I mean, a lot of times, you know, a lot of us are all born into families where they pay, pray, and obey. And it's just like, you go out, you get a good job, you do your schooling, and all of a sudden you decide, you know what, I'm gonna just take this other fork in the road and I'm gonna go down that road and I'm gonna be an entrepreneur. You know, and a lot of times those people who are closest to you many times are the ones that really kind of dagger you. Yes. You know, and, and that's tough. And, and for people that can't hire coaches, there's three things that I recommend. And, and, and I recommend this dearly. Mm -hmm. You know, the first thing is, is to when you get up in the morning to write everything that you're grateful for, you have to do it. Write what you're grateful for. I don't care if it's, if it's the breaths that you breathe, if it's the stars that you see, you know, it's the thoughts that you think, you know, because once you start creating a gratefulness journey journal, mm -hmm. um, what happens is, is you actually start to believe the very things that you, you know, feed yourself. The second thing is, is create an assessment of all the information that you put into your life. I always call it like, you know, change the channel on your television set, I used to say back in the day. You know, we also become the information that we are. You know, and we talked about the ant and the elephant, you know, and sometimes we say yeah, the elephant takes a long time to change it, but if that ant works for years and years and years, guess what? That elephant will be moved by that ant. So the first thing you gotta do is consciously change the information that you feed yourself with. Lastly, you know, there's one other thing that I always say. It's start to use your mind and awareness, you know, the awareness of those who are around you and seek out people that can also help you forward yourself. You know, and, and what I mean by that is um, everyone needs to create at least five fans in their life. Mm. Just five. Five. That's all you got to start with, you know, and I've talked to Chris about this before too. Chris and I talk about it. I said, the human being can move mountains with just five people, you know, and then the other thing you want to do is look at those five people and look at the five people in their life. And that's 25. Once you have that, you have the establishment of the right people in your life, 
the right information in your life and the right self-awareness in your life that creates the gratefulness journal that can help you position yourself to success. I know that sometimes people look at it, they don't have those five people because maybe they're in a toxic, toxic environment. So what would you say to those people that need those five people? Where would they find those five people that are gonna help them for this, their success? Now, I've been asked that question before as well. And, 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 I, and I know it and I like that. So one of, the, one of the things that I learned from one of my spiritual mentors, you know, one time, and, and, this, and this was of, of course when I was a little bit younger, he always told me, he said, you know what? If you live in a community or a city, you have two feet. Mm. And he said, one of the first thing that you can do is just start to walk each and every day and start to look at the people who you want to know. And, I, and I'm like, that's, that's crazy. You know, why would I do that? But here's the thing. I did it. And I started walking and I started looking and I started looking for people who had kindness. I started for looking for people who had that hand that was extended out, those people that smiled. And I did the thing that I feared the most because I came from a shy background. I had to overcome a hell of a lot of fear. And I started striking up conversations with them. And instead of feeling alone, I made my fan list. And that really helped me create the courage to actually be you know, where I am today, you know, having one of the largest, most successful networking and entrepreneurial development organizations in the world. It wasn't because I stopped moving. It was because every time I didn't want to move anymore, I took another step, mm. you know, and that's what entrepreneurs really need to do when they feel like they have nothing. If they're breathing, they have everything. You know, if their heart is beating, they can do anything, you know, and if they have, you know, even a small, you know, a small access to technology that where you could communicate, they have an outlet to worlds beyond just where they're at in their present place. You know, so it really is amazing. You know, do we look at our world and we say, you know what, I'm going to be, to be defined by where I'm at and what I'm in, or am I going to define myself with where I'm going to go and where I'm going to be? You know, and, and that is the toughest thing. But the thing is, is I can think about it, Frederick. I can think about it all the time, but I gotta, I gotta have a heart to move myself to get past the think and get to the do. That's more important. Love it. You know, and, and, and even, even in Buddhist teachings, you know, it, it, it's not about the thought, it's about having no thought. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really is. You know, it's about the practice of, of quieting the mind so it can live. You know, and it's amazing when, when you can quiet the mind because you can, you can feel your life energy beat. And I know that might be a little bit strong for business, but, you know, if you're truly in a, in, in a, in a struggling place, what, what I do each and every morning, and I don't struggle so much because believe me, this last year has thrown a lot of struggles at me is each and every morning I go out, I settle myself down, I do my stretching um, exercises, some would pick, say would be like um, Tai Chi, and I go to a quiet space and I renew myself outdoors in the universe. 
The second thing I do each and every day, almost, is I go out to a grassy area in my community and I walk barefoot in the grass to be grounded to the earth to renew me. Mm. Mm. You know, and, and, and you may think it's crazy, but I guarantee you, if you work 14 hour days and you just give yourself two 30 minute timeframes in that 14 hour day, you know, do that 30 days in a row, you will be a different person. No, I love that. That's, that's something I think I should definitely take on because <laughs> sometimes I overwhelm myself with too much work and I build up that anxiety and because I want to get so much done and do so many things and accomplish so much in my life that sometimes, you know, I need to take that little break and step outside and feel the grass underneath my feet and have the sun shining on me just to feel that renewed energy. Yeah. So, practice some mindfulness, being grateful for what I have and then go back in and then begin again with a new mindset, a new frame to work yeah. from. Yeah, you know, and, 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 and Len, you're, you're so spot on. And, you know, all you guys are spot on because one of the things that we have to look at, it, it's not about being apart from others. You know, it's about being a part of others. You know, and that just that's not just with people. That's actually about the well of the universe itself because what you're doing is when, when you get so in and you see so many of us work on what we do, mm. but we don't work on who we are. True. And, and, and I have found in my life, if we work a little bit more on who we are, the what we do becomes more easy. It just does. Because, because we actually, I, I always like to say, because we have a sense of self. Mm. Every time we step outside we get to look at our inside. But if we're always working in the business, right? If we're always working in ourselves, guess what? We never get the perspective of being outside and being able to challenge where we're at now. You know, because we're so busy, we're right, we're so busy being in that pond, we forget about the stream of opportunity. And that's really the place that we need to be is how do we get to walk to that stream of opportunity? Because when you get so focused in, you start to forget about everything that's going on around you because that's all opportunity. And I say any opportunity, it's not an opportunity cost. It's actually an opportunity lost. Sure. You know, and, you know, and that's what I always tell people. You know, my dad told me, you know, when I was a really kid, he's like, you know what? The, here's the thing, Robert. And most people don't understand this even those who live in the most dire straits, there's always more opportunities that come into their life than any other thing, but they just don't choose to see it. Hmm. Robert, you have a lot of wisdom that you've been throwing at us that it's like, um, that I want to like to know with the wisdom that you do have right now, going to your young version of yourself when you're 20 years old, what would you tell your young version of yourself? I, you know, if, if, well, you know, I have the young version of myself. I actually have four of them. They're called kids. And <laughs> so, I mean, you know what? I, I would tell my, the young version of myself to just stop, breathe, live, and enjoy. Because I believe, like with my kids nowadays, in certain ways, they put so much on themselves, and I do too. 
that, you know, we get so busy in the framework of the time and the moments of each and every day, you know, we don't understand to know and appreciate the time and the moments of each and every day. And, and when that happens, when that happens for far too long, we forget to love ourselves. Mm. You know, and, and if I went back, I know my life would be 10 times, it'd be a hundred times, it'd be a million times if I just would have understood, if I just would have understood back then to say, you know what? I'm blessed. <laughs> Be grateful. You know, and, and so, you know, so you might say, how do I relive myself? I try to do it very gingerly, cautiously optimistic with my kids, you know, but the one thing I, I do with them that I've learned is I read with them, you know, great books, you know, it, it you know, and it, it's not just about, you know, okay, they have chores and they have schoolwork, you know, but it's not about that. It's about what is the time that I have with them? Because what I'm trying to teach them is, is I'm trying to teach them that life is a gift and each day is a present and, you know, we need to live it better. And for me, if I was myself telling myself as a kid, I would say, you know what, just enjoy each and every moment and don't worry so much about everything that's going on around you. Because the more that you change yourself, the more the universe will change for you. And that's what I would really, you know, express to myself as, as a kid. Wow. That, that's so powerful because I, I, I cannot, like, after you said all that, it hit me really hard because I'm, I'm thinking of my kids. I'm, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of this, this business that we're all starting here together. And, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I, I don't want that to happen to me where I, I, I get so locked in my business. And now I'm starting to think about it. I know people in my own personal life that are so locked in who can't see out, like like even even to the point where their families are going like, hey, like like we we miss you. Spend time with us. Like talk to us. Be present with us. And and they, as you said, they just choose not to see it. Or if that's the right way to say it. Yeah. It, it, well, it is, and it, it, it's about being. See, the more that you can be in the moment. Think about this in business. The more that you can be in the moment the more that you can understand and find clarity with those that you serve. And so each and every business that you work with, it's not about selling them, you know, it's not even about informing them. It really is about serving them. And the only way that you can serve well and do well is to listen well. Mm -hmm. And the only way that you can listen well is you have to get rid of the head trash that goes on in your mind because that's where mistakes are made. You see red, I see blue. We create green or something like that from it. And, that, and that's, why, that's why many business relationships fail is because it's not because we fail because we wanna fail, it's because we fail to listen. No, that's, that's very powerful. And just going back to also what you were saying is that <clears throat> about your younger self is that people aren't experienced, people are going through the motions and not really experiencing what they're experiencing at the moment in their present life. And, you know, and that's a whole missed opportunity there because they're, they're, they were more in tuned with understanding what was going on with inside them. They could understand more what's going on outside of them yeah. and be a better listener and be more compassionate and just have, you know, look at things from a different perspective. 
because they're because they're you know taking in the experience on a different level than just you know brushing it along. You know, and and I want to keep that going because one of the things is I I have found power in Zoom, I found power in Skype, I find power in Google Meet, but but here's the things, you know it it reminds me of um, you know there's a movie and um, the movie slips my mind right now because I've watched it once but. It was Robin Williams, and he was sitting on the, the park bench, and he was talking to his young protege, Matt Damon. And I remember him in that scene, and he was talking about, you know, I can read it in a book, but it's so much different than if I feel that tree, or if I walk into the Louvre, or if I put my feet in the sand, or if I see the stars that shine. You know, I, the thing is, is we are sensual beings. And, you know, what my, my, some of my fear is, is, you know, it's not about being robotic and automatic. You know, it really is about being sensory and perception oriented. And, and that's what we learn by being able to experience the human, the extraordinary human being by being with each other. Sure. You know, because because for as social as we are, and as for as much eye contact as we get to have in these, right in these moments, you know, the thing is, is I can imagine what 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 this energy feels like, but the only way I can truly feel this energy is actually to be near you. Right. And, yes. and you know, and that's one thing because I don't want technology you know, to thwart our humanity, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's our humanity that creates our existence because technology did not create us. We created technology. Yes. And that sometimes is something that we forget. And that's why it goes back to business. And everyone says, well, what does this have to do with business? And it goes back to the same very thing that we talked about this before the show. Most business owners worry about the methods, the push marketing and the pool marketing. Mm-hmm. But they, you know what? They've never defined the mission of what it is that they do, and they've never clarified the message to, to their intended audience. And that is exactly why. Because if you don't have that one-on-one, you know, human interaction, you'll never get to the point of, of knowing what that clarity looks like and to knowing if your mission makes sense. That's why we always rush to the method. And that's why we pay marketers, you know, thousands, if not millions of dollars. And we miss the mark because I always say, you know, there's a saying in the computer industry and I used to be a computer programmer, garbage in garbage out, Mm -hmm. you know, and I tell (laughs) you, I tell you what, you know, I can put you in front of a bunch of hog farmers and you can s- try to sell them sensei, but they're not going to buy it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got to have the right product for the right audience at the right price. But you can only do that with a clear mission, clear message, and then you can get through to your method methods. And that's it. And sometimes we forget to do that as business owners. No, I, I, I totally agree with you on that on that topic there <clears throat> and you know robert through throughout the show here you have really brought lots of insights 
for anybody looking to create a blueprint, take those first steps on that personal journey, whether it be life or business. And you, you have really, you know, brought a real experience to us for this show tonight, which we are grateful for because it takes people like you who can stand up and take a stand for others to really get a message out there for them to make a difference. You know, and who knows whose life you're touching this evening being on this show with us. So I, I want to thank you for, for showing up and, and taking that stand for others who may not be there yet because their heart is not there. You know, not there yet, but maybe listening tonight will make that big difference to them. Yeah. So I want to thank you. I, I want to get some thoughts from Fred and Chris. Fred, what's some thoughts that you have? What's resonating with you from today's show? Well, the one thing I kind of see is just uh, being present and showing up. That is the thing as, as being an athlete myself is in order for you to be on that court or be in the event, you have to be there. If you're just showing up and you're there, but you're not being fully present and aware, you're missing out on so many opportunities. And you can see that a lot with the, like I've used this analogy so many times, when you see a team on March Madness, when they're losing, you look at the bench. You don't have to look at the score. You look at the bench and you see their body language. They're not being present. They're not being fully aware of being engaged, even if they're losing and saying, hey, we're happy to be here. And, then, and it's because of that, that the energy is flowing. And you've seen other teams that are just scrapping for the ball and doing everything they possibly can and just saying, hey, you know, we're playing against the number one team and we're going to do everything we possibly can. It's because they're not putting it all on the court. They're just letting it, just like letting somebody else beat them up instead of because they're beating themselves, not by, even, by not being present in that environment. Yeah. No, I love that, Fred. Chris, what, what's your some of your thoughts this evening? I, I just want to I want to iterate about network together because it, right now, like, there's a lot of people out there who are starting their own businesses. Gig economy is becoming a thing. Um, and and like, let's be honest, it's it's it was a tough year, and and the thing is, I I, be, I truly believe that now a lot of people are starting to go like, you know, why why did I work so hard? Why did I do all this for for some as an employee for some person whatnot? I got mistreated. Now I want to do my own thing. I want to have my own power. I want to have my own business, my own passion, my own mission. But the truth of the matter is that's really, really hard. And, and I can't think of any better place that I personally have come to where I got to be able to like, well, let's be honest, three meetings a day. You have access to three meetings a day. There's no excuse. You know, it's just just go in there, throw yourself into it. I, 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 I like to call it the gauntlet where when I go to like every single meeting on a week where I just want to meet as many people as I possibly can. And I just I'm doing the gauntlet. And the thing is, a lot of people think that, oh, I can just go through that whole course, all those people, and I'll get a lot of leads. No, you won't. Not unless your mission statement's figured out. Not unless your, your heart's centered like, like Robert has put out because – I do see people come through there and they learn the hard way. They're like, wow, I, I didn't make a connection. I, I, what happened? What was the difference? And in those groups, it forces you to really like evaluate yourself and look at yourself. What am I saying? What is my message? And what am I about? Truly, what am I about? And I can't think of any better place to do that right now than Network Together. 
So Robert, I just want to say thank you so much for creating that space, for creating that place where people don't feel ashamed, where people don't get daggered by their by their close loved ones and whatnot. It's 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 a credible place. No network shaming. We do no networking shaming in in Anders Repair Network. No networking shaming. Not at all. Not at all. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> Yeah, Robert, we are coming to the end of our show. Why don't you share a little bit more about your about your business, your books, everything that you have going on? Yeah, we have um, we actually have five divisions within the Iron Entrepreneur Network, and um, you know what we've created is a low cost, high impact way for entrepreneurs to get their voice heard, mm. and, and and it really it really is important. Um, and you know, there's a um, definition called omni-channel marketing, and omni-channel marketing means that you both do uh, traditional and business-oriented tools. You have like a toolbox, you know, but we call it personal omni-channel marketing because we also have the networking element. Um, but our five divisions are this. We have a radio division, you know, uh, so we have a radio network, which we produce radio shows. Uh, we have our world-class magazine. We have some of the best thought leaders in the world. But here's the thing, you know, it's also for those who are just beginning their journey as well. You know, you might have Alex Stern or Mark Victor Hansen on one page, and then all of a sudden you got Christopher Shriver on the other page. I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and we do that because, you know, everyone's lights glow. You know, it, we, you know, someone might have started their light glowing earlier, and so it's brighter later, but it doesn't mean that they don't have the same amount of passion, skill, need, desire, want, you know, whatever. We also have our networking and events division. We have our um, educational academy. And, um, you know, lastly, we have our, our publishing arm. In our publishing arm, we just um, released, um, we're releasing our book called um, The Art of Connection, 365 Days of Networking Quotes by um, um, Entrepreneurs, Business Owners, and Influencers. And we brought that book to the marketplace because we felt like, you know, we, we can do toy drives. And I did the PetSmart toy drive. And I, hey, you know what, guys? I delivered 4,000 toys to foster kids. So I'm going to put that out there. Thank you, PetSmart. Yeah. But 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 I also wanted to <laughs> plug for PetSmart. But I, but I also wanted to say we, 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 did, this, we did this book um, because we also wanted to get to, to people here locally to say, you know, we do want to support you. We do want to provide inspiration for you. There is hope out there. Frederick, you talked about it yourself. How do we find it? Well, this was a way to get to people to say, you know what, there's other people out there and they've gone through something really crazy. And they're, they're saying, you know what, I've been through this crazy thing. I have learned from this and I'm starting to succeed once again. I've recovered from my failures since past year, but now I'm succeeding. You know, and we're here with you, you know, and that's what that book is about. It's about those entrepreneurs giving their heart set and their mindset, you know, in almost a daily devotional each and every page to other entrepreneurs are out there. And it, it, it's been an amazing journey. And so what happened was in the course of two months, it started in Arizona, then it started, went national. And then, and then it went international. So we have people from France and India and Argentina and Sweden and, you know, and you know what I found is there's extraordinary beings everywhere, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and it takes extraordinary people. But one of the things I always say, people always ask me, you know, what does it take to create a great community? And I, and I said, it starts by knowing that your product and your service is people. 
-hmm. And that's the most important thing. You know, and I'm not in the networking business. I'm not in the magazine business. I'm not in the radio network business. At the end of the day, I'm in the people serving business. And the more people I can serve and not mess it up, the better it is for them, the better it is for my community. And that's where my heart set is. Mm. And, when I, and when I'm getting there, and I hope I never get there, quite frankly, because I'm enjoying the journey. <laughs> you know, I just want to be with as many people as possible. Sure. And, and that's, that's what the I'm Entrepreneur Network is about. It's about all of us coming together. Do we compete? Sure. Everyone needs to eat. Let's just do it nicely. Do we collaborate? Absolutely. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, there's only one race and it's called the human race. Mm -hmm. You know, and we, and you know, we either win or lose, right? Or we either succeed or fail together. No, Robert, that's absolutely amazing. If people want to get a hold of you, how can they go about doing that? And the, the easiest way, I, I'm, I'm old school, okay? You know, just, just pick up the phone and call me. <laughs> so it's, it's 480-299-0088, 480-299-0088. Or um, my easier email address, because I know iNetropreneur is a little bit hard to handle in the spelling, so just um, just send an email to robert at networktogether.net, robert at networktogether.net, or look for Robert W. Jones and Network Together in LinkedIn. That's another great way to find me. Perfect. And if they want to find out more about your networking company, how can they go about doing that? I would go, <laughs> let's go to the easy side again. <laughs> <laughs> I know my wife kills me on Nine Entrepreneur Network. She's like, why did you have to make it so hard? <laughs> I thought, well, networking and entrepreneur, you know, I thought it sounded good together. She's like, but no one can spell it. I'm like, well, you know, that's what Google's for. Oh, I can't spell it either. Great. <laughs> so, so you can go to, <laughs> sorry, you can go to networktogether.net um, and go to networktogether.net. And it, it talk and on there, or you can take a short link, and that's ntevents.net, like network together, ntevents.net. Okay. And on that calendar shows our radio shows, shows our events, shows our academy, shows our meetings. You know, you can find pretty much anything at that um, URL right there, ntevents.net. That's perfect. Thank you again for sharing your insight, your knowledge, and your wisdom with us. We are always looking for opportunities to spotlight extraordinary people like yourself who are making a difference in the world. So thank you for all your hard work and your connections with people and, and spreading your heart to everyone. So thank you, Robert. We, we greatly appreciate that. And that's definitely gonna be making a difference and an impact on the world and everybody that you come into contact with. Thank so you, gentlemen. You're welcome. So if anybody's looking for more information about Robert, you can come to our website as well at the extraordinarybeingmovement.com where we'll have some information about Robert Jones and and his heart to spell website. We'll have it there so you can just click on the button and get right to it as well as all his contact information. Feel free to download this episode on your favorite podcast platforming site because there was tons of great information. So you will need to listen to this episode over and over again. So for more information, again, go to the extraordinarybeingmovement.com where you can 
Check us out there, our web, all of our guests, up to coming guests, and so much more. We appreciate your support and your love. Have a good night, everybody. Bye now. Thank you.